Hello and welcome to the Dragons Remember Oral History Podcast. In this episode, we'll speak to Larry Epstein, a retired professor from the Westfall College of Media Arts and Design, and Susan Seberg, a graduate of Drexel University and the former star of the ABC Family reality TV show Back on Campus, a show that was filmed right here in the classes and dorm rooms here at Drexel. Aired in the spring of 2006, Back on Campus featured the stories of four Drexel students trying to survive a full college term spent living in the dorms with their parents. For the parents who all had never attended college before, the show offered them an opportunity to experience the highs and lows that came with a traditional college education. From the stress of final exams to the excitement of campus parties, parents spent 10 weeks living the college life. Yet for students like Susan, the show was much more than just reality TV. It was a unique experience that helped her grow closer with her dad. In this episode, we'll discuss the production of the show, why Drexel was chosen to be the featured school, and the experience of being a student while on the show. I became aware of the show because I was the assistant dean of Westfall College of Media Arts and Design mm-hmm. at the time. And part of my role was that whenever there was a video production company that wanted to come onto campus, the university often looked to our college, Westfall College, for some expertise in what requirements the university should have and what requirements of the production company were um, things that we would need to accommodate. Um, And so this was one of those examples. Um, um, Also, one of the things I always tried to do was to get some uh, um, internships out of the production company, you know, get our students, particularly our film majors, to get them uh, jobs as, you know, production assistants on the shoot, since it was on campus. So for a period of time, while I was assistant dean, I was the person who university communications would contact or other departments would contact just for our college's expertise, but also to, you know, help facilitate the, uh, um, the, the arrangements, sometimes negotiating a location fee from the production company Mm -hmm. for the university. Um, So I became aware of it, uh, you know, again, I don't remember the date and time, but it was when Endemol Productions first approached um, Drexel about um, producing this show at Drexel University. And do you know how much of the show you were aware of at the time? Did you know what it was going to be about? Um, yeah, um, I was told that it was going to be about um, the parents of students, parents who did not either go to college or finish college mm-hmm. and bringing them back to campus to basically uh, join their their sons or daughters as Drexel students uh, for one quarter um, and to experience many of the things that college students experience and throw in these, you know, the little extra dash of seasoning of doing it in the presence of their kids. Mm. Um, and did you say there were Drexel students who helped with the filming as well? You know, I know that that was one of the things we wanted. I don't specifically recall whether we were able to make that happen with that shoot. I would like to think that we did, but I can't 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember whether that happened or not. Mm-hmm. So your role was just the, sort of like the, the go-between between the university and the production company? Um, partly that. I don't think I was the only go-between, but I was okay. certainly the, um, the go-between. I, w- I was the go-between between, between uh, the folks within our college who could provide some expertise and provide some um, um, uh, assistance with the production. Mm-hmm. Um, and the production company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe I recall, I reviewed the location agreement that the university was given by Endemol to, um, um, to review and to comment on um, before Drexel would sign it. Mm. When you were on campus, do you remember seeing any of the filming? Was it obvious that there was a production company there filming students? Um, it was certainly obvious. It wasn't obvious to me, but it was obvious in the classrooms and in the dorms and at the frat, you know, at the parties and yeah. on spring break and all those places where the production company went. You know, that was one of the concerns um, of the university was that it might be intrusive in terms of the other students uh, mm-hmm. uh, who were trying to study uh, or were trying to just, you know, chill to have film crews around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they tended to stay sort of in the, in the location, wherever they were, they weren't all over campus um, except to get some establishing video. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that was that part wasn't really intrusive, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly the classrooms had to be, um, not only did the classrooms have to accommodate a film crew, but um, the production company had to get permission from all the people in the classroom to be on camera. And if they wouldn't sign a release to be on camera, then they weren't shown during mm. the show. Interesting. Were you, um, were you ever there on set on a day where they were filming? I was not, no. Okay. Did you um, ever see any of the episodes when they were airing? Yes, uh, all of them. <laughs> and uh, how did you feel about them? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, um, as I think you know, um, the reason why Drexel, one of the reasons why Drexel was chosen by Endemol was the calendar. Um, They wanted, it really needed to be a school that was on a quarter system in order for them to come in at the beginning of a term and finish shooting at the end of a term, Um, uh, both for scheduling reasons, but also I'm sure for financial reasons. You know, a Mm -hmm. 10 week show is cheaper to produce than a 16 week show. Um, um, so that was one reason. The other reason is that the president of the university at the time, who was John Fry's predecessor, um, President Papadakis, who, uh, who has passed away since, um, was a big promoter of Drexel and was always looking for ways to help elevate Drexel's name so that we would not be thought of primarily as a regional institution, but more of a national institution with national name recognition. And I think the reason why this show was attractive to him was that it would be sort of a way to, you know, leverage the Drexel name on a national scale by being on a nationally distributed television show. Mm. Um, And so um, uh, it was important to the president that this show be brought that to Drexel rather than some other school. And, as these things go, you know, because it was important to the president, it was important to the people who work for the president and 
And so from our college's point of view, it wasn't so much a question of whether the, we should help make that happen or not, but, but to help make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just based off the clips that I've seen on YouTube that feature a lot of parents getting drunk, I've not actually seen any of the episodes, but is that sort of the, the theme that went throughout all eight of those episodes? No, okay. no. But, but from ABC Family's point of view, that was the kind of, you know, that was a more exciting thing to promote than, mm. than a parent sitting in a classroom next to their kid, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, but no, I would say that was not, not the largest part of the show. Mm. Um, but there were, you know, there was dorm life, there was, um, um, there were exams, there were, you know, um, moving in stuff. There was the, the final episode, uh, included an appearance by president Papadakis, Mm. um, who awarded one of the moms a, um, basically a free opportunity to, to graduate with a Drexel degree. Um, and so that was like the big reveal at the end, uh, which was not known in advance to anyone, any of the parents, any of the students, any, you know, um, uh, I didn't even really know until I saw the episode. Mm. Um, so, you know, there were many other elements, but many of the other elements would only be of interest to, you know, the college student audience and the parents of college students mm. in terms of what college life looks like. Mm-hmm. When I was doing research for this episode, I found a quote that was uh, in the Daily Pennsylvania that it seems that you said, and I'm, I'm not sure if you remember it, but I'm just going to read it real quick. It said that you thought the show would be a positive experience given that it would be on ABC Family and not a channel that was going to set it up to look like an adult theme park. Do you think that was a, you think that was accurate? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't remember the quote, although I did read the article last week preparing for this because <laughs> so much of my recall is aided at this point, unaided recall this many years later is, is tough. Um, uh, I think it was entertaining, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Endemol is in the business of making entertainment programming. They, they were the producers. I mean, the producers of a lot of shows. Um, the Extreme Makeover series was an Endemol production. Um, and so um, I think within what you think of as ABC family type programming, mm-hmm. it was sensationalized a bit by those yeah. standards. Certainly by standards of reality programming today, it was really rather tame. Um, uh, you know, seeing, seeing middle-aged people getting drunk is sort of tame. Um, I do think there were legitimate questions at the time as to whether the, um, the way Drexel was presented was a positive, was totally positive for Drexel. Um, but, um, I think president Papadakis viewed the promotion as worth the risk, um, I honestly don't know whether Drexel had any um, input into what the final episodes included and what it didn't. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I would guess that they didn't um, just because that's not how television works. 
but I don't remember for sure. Nikki certainly might have a better knowledge of that than, than I would. Um, I think it was a mixed bag. I think it was a fun series to be, you know, for Drexel to be included in. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably, the parts about it that you might say, well, might show Drexel in a bad light. I would say more likely showed college life in a bad light mm. rather than Drexel specifically. Um, and most of the, most of the excitement was about what the parents did or didn't do and not what about the student, what about, about what students do or don't do. I mean, the spring break stuff, you know, mm-hmm. nothing in there would have surprised anyone except that the, uh, the dad didn't, you know, totally embarrass himself. That might be a surprise to some people. So if you had to do it over again, if ABC family came to you and said that they wanted to make a reality show again here at Drexel and you had to make the decision, would you do mm-hmm. it? Do you think it was, uh, it was a positive for Drexel? I think it was a positive for Drexel at the time. Drexel is not the same institution that it was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Fry is not Constantine Papadakis. He's not a, a promoter in that sense. Yeah. That that Papa, or Taki was his nickname. Um, that Taki was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it would be a good fit for Drexel today, given the way it is trying to position its brand as a number one, you know, as an R one research institution um, uh, that is much more competitive now um, uh, in our national rankings than we were back then. I don't know if it would have had the same appeal as an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the idea had been presented to us again, uh, um, I think, I think it is more, is more positive than negative. Again, I think the negatives are sort of fleeting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I do think it's great. You know, we're still in process of trying to make sure that Drexel is thought of as a national institution rather than a regional one. Um, and we make progress in that regard pretty much every year. Um, uh, but, you know, I think the current Drexel University might find something a little more scholarly to be more interesting, you know, maybe something on the history channel instead of a reality show on ABC family. But, but I think, I think overall it was a fun show. Um, and it was fun for the students to be, to, to see a nationally televised show be produced on campus. I think that there was an aspect to the show that was very sweet in terms of the, the original idea, which is to give parents of college students who the parents of whom did not get to go to college or not get to give, get, get to finish college. Mm-hmm. That storyline was there throughout the series, the sort of the, the, the emotional element of, you know, always wanting to give your kids an, you know, a better life than you had mm-hmm. and and now giving those parents an opportunity to walk in their kids shoes a little bit and have just even a few weeks of what that college experience was that very much came through in every episode and um um that was one of the things i take away from that series and i don't know why i didn't mention it 15 minutes ago but um uh very definitely was I think what made it a, an appealing show for ABC Family and an appealing show for audiences um, was that underlying all these sort of the funny moments, 
mm-hmm. was this very sort of sweet story about creating an opportunity uh, for those parents to do something they didn't get to do when they were kids. So, Susan, just to begin, for those like me who haven't seen the show, because uh, these episodes are just so hard to come by, how would you characterize the show? So I would characterize the show as a very entertaining family show. So the premise of of the Back on Campus show was um, showcasing the life of a college student uh, and in order to be a parent that was featured on the show you couldn't have attended a four-year university so for each of these parents it was really their first foray into what a typical college experience would be um, and I would say it was a you know it, it shed light on the different dynamics that the students had with each of our parents. So I think the production team from ABC Family did a really good job with casting um, to have four different students who had very different experiences growing up and also had very different experiences at Drexel, which really ended up, um, from my perspective, being a great way to showcase the university as well as we all, you know, had different majors, different backgrounds and and different upbringings prior to coming to Drexel. Mm. And you had already been enrolled at Drexel for a bit of time before you joined the show, correct? That is correct. So I transferred to Drexel from George Washington University in 2004 Mm -hmm. to pursue a double major in finance and architecture. And I graduated in 2008. The filming of the show was in 2006. Mm. So how did you first hear about the show? Were there recruiters on campus asking students to, you know, throw in their names for consideration? Is that how it worked? That is how it worked. Yes. And I don't recall exactly if we received like a mass email about you know the from the university about the show being filmed um but there was actually a big push and and we received communications from the athletic department about individual encouraging individuals to join the casting again if they are eligible so Mm. Given the fact that you had to have a parent that didn't attend college um you know, I think that dwindled down the the student population probably pretty drastically. And then given the fact that they wanted people with various backgrounds, and again, to showcase um, different elements of being a student at Trexel, I think the athletics was very important. So um, our athletic department reached out and encouraged anyone who would be willing to um, go on the show and had, again, was eligible to do an interview with the ABC family production team. Mm. And was it a a long process after you were interviewed or did you hear back right away? So it was, and again, this is part of getting older. I don't remember all these facts so long ago, but it it seems like it, it was a, it was a prolonged process, right? So the way that it worked was initially the student went into 
um, into the interview. And I think at the time it was maybe a 10 to 15 minute interview. They asked you some standard questions, who in your family was eligible and and uniquely in my case, neither of my parents attended a four-year university. So, um, you know, I had a second interview that where they asked me a bit more about the dynamics with my mother, as well as my father. So I think they could determine, you know, who would be more interesting to bring on the show. And then of course, in, in, in that case, there might've been a student. They wanted to be sure that they had two mothers and two fathers. So in my case, I, I think they probably, you know, made the call based off of the state of the relationship and then the other individuals that they had interviewed. Um, and then they actually reached out to the parents. And so the parents went through an interview process and both my mother and my father interviewed. And then my father had a follow-up interview. Um, and ultimately he was chosen for the show. When you first applied to the show, did you tell your parents you were doing this or was it a sort of a, a surprise to them when they were asked to be a part of the show? Um, so <laughs> funny that you said, so I, I, when I initially submitted the request I did not tell either of my parents at the time because I felt like there was such a slim chance that I was selected that I'm not going to tell them until necessary. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you can imagine their surprise when they were asked to come in and interview. Um, it was interesting because my mother felt that my father would be the more interesting parent. And my father, I thought, would also be more interesting to bring on campus and I didn't have as close of a relationship with my father at the time Mm -hmm. so I think in large part that is why he was chosen because the storyline was more interesting than with my mother um and my dad needed a little bit of extra encouragement in order to sign the dotted line and commit to it (laughs) he ultimately got there given Mm -hmm. he was part of the show Mm -hmm. When you were applying for this TV show, were you at all concerned about spending so much time with your parents on campus? Did that ever cross your mind? Or did, did you realize you'd be living with your parents on campus for the, the duration of the term? Yes, so we did, we were aware, we were made aware of that, that mm-hmm. pretty early on, um, that they would be living with us. Um, and we knew that we'd be in larger dorm rooms, so it wasn't going to be like super awkward, but we didn't know where exactly we are going to be. So, um, you know, I was comfortable with it. It was like a part of this whole thing, right? Like you have to be comfortable with living with your parent if you're willing to go down this route. But um, it wasn't without a few hiccups. Obviously I lived with my parents. I did this show when I was 20. I lived with my parents up until the age of 18, right? So it hadn't been that long that I was um, on my own, but I think the more interesting dynamic was not only living with your parent, but living with someone else's parent as well. Mm. Oh, so all the students live together with their parents in the dorm? Is that how it worked? No. So we were broken up. So it was two and two. And so in each dorm room, they wanted a, in our case, it was the daughters, right? So they wanted a mother-daughter, father-daughter combo. And then in the other dorm room, was the father-son, mother-son combination. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was paired, we were paired with Julie and Charlene Chickerum mm-hmm. in our dorm. Okay. And you, you mentioned previously that they were looking specifically for a, 
a diverse set of students. W was the show scripted at all in any way? Were you allowed to make your choices, to make your own choices? Or was that the extent of it, that they just wanted this these pair of students? And then after that, it was, you know, free game, whatever you guys wanted to do, you could, they would film it. Okay, so it was not scripted. And like I know today, reality TV has evolved and in many, many ways, they're scripted shows. This was not at all scripted. Mm -hmm. um, they did, I will say, like have, you know, events planned. So for example, everyone was able to go on spring break. I was not because I was in lacrosse season. And so I could not join everyone in Panama City, Florida. But, um, mm -hmm. but you know, they had a schedule of things that they wanted to do and like a final project for the parents, each of the parents that they wanted them to complete. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say the other part of that is they did have interview rooms. So at the end of each day, like we are each assigned to a production team. And we were in this three bedroom apartment at North Hall to one, one of the bedrooms is dedica a dedicated interview room. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of each day, we would each have to go into the interview room and provide, you know, 30 minutes to one hour of commentary based off of the questions that they asked. Um, and I would say the only thing I would say is if they weren't getting, sometimes they would ask questions and they weren't necessarily getting the answer that they wanted. So they'd ask them in a different way. Um, but at least from my part as well as my father's and I know, you know, Julie and Charlene, like we knew what they were doing. Right. So we were only going to provide the answer that we felt was most, most authentic, but in no way was it, you know, scripted. Mm. Um, I think, you know, that's where editing comes in and they would take whatever response fit their storyline best. So just to be clear, were you allowed, if you, if you so chose to just sort of stay in your room all day studying, or did they really want you focused on living sort of the stereotypical college experience? If, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what, what, what I was in that point is, you know, I think they wanted you to live your authentic college experience, whatever mm -hmm. that was okay. um I think where it was a little bit different like if, if I go back and I'm thankful for this now in hindsight you know I was definitely pegged as the nerdy one of the four and I was doing a double major at the time and playing lacrosse and we were in season so you know take out my coursework right I just was a lot busier and had less free time than the three other students. And so that's the role that they wanted me to play on the show, right? That I was like the nerdy one of the group that had no social life. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like I went to several parties and they filmed them. They just didn't edit them. Like there's a clip I know that's on YouTube of, of Charlene attending a party and then I'm walking <laughs> back yeah I, um, I've seen that clip it's pretty but, good yeah it's like I, I think that's a clip most people see like I was also attending that party and I couldn't drink because it was 48 hour rule for lacrosse um but I was living my authentic college life but of mm. course that was fun a little bit it was me like taking care of you know Charlene so mm. I think it just you know they, they got what they wanted out of me but at the same time like I was likely less interesting to film because yeah, I just had a different 
schedule than everyone else. Mm. So how, so just to be clear, when you were filming the show with your dad, how much time together did you spend on campus? Were you in the same classes? Did you guys go to the same parties? Were you always together or did you have free time alone? Uh, we did. So we weren't required to take all of the same classes. He did take some of the same classes as, as I did. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly which it was a sign. I think it was a chemistry class that he took with me and he like completely bombed. So I think they, they purposely put him in the hardest classes that I was taking. Um, and then my dad, for example, took a guitar class and he's very, he loves playing the guitar. He's very into music. So they gave the parents leeway to, to go to school, pick their curriculum and, and pick the classes that they ultimately would have taken if they were pursuing a major at Drexel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then did require them to come to a couple of our classes as well. Mm-hmm. So- and then for, in terms of, in terms of free time, I will, I will say they, um, the parents did get their own free time um, if they wanted. And, but again, in like my dad's case, it's a little bit different. Like he wasn't going to come to my lacrosse practice, right? So like he had that as free time. Um, but we, I would say we were together more often than not. In, in our free time, we were together more often than we weren't. Hmm. So when I was doing research for this episode, I came across a quote that your dad said in one of the episodes. He said that, it amazes me that she continues to carry on the schedule that she carries on a daily basis. I'm exhausted after a week of trying to keep up with her. So was your dad ever able to keep up with you in school or did he struggle as like he did in chemistry? <laughs> um, I would say he struggled, but I think to that point, um, you know, again, like if, if I think I'm 36 now, if I think of what my schedule was when I was 20 years old, like, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did Mm. two majors and was playing lacrosse. Some days we'd have two practices a day. And by the way, I also nannied in my free time whenever I could to make money. So I just, and many things to go to all of the time. And I think one of the nice things about the show was, you know, my, both of my parents knew that I worked very hard and I was dedicated to my schoolwork and I was dedicated to athletics, but Mm -hmm. until you're living it, you don't really realize how demanding that schedule can be. Um, and so even now, if I were to be my 36 year old self going back to 20, like, I don't know how I did it either. So yeah, he, he had a tough time keeping up, but I think age definitely plays a, (laughs) plays a role in that factor. And when you were in class, did they, they film the show while you were actually in class with the professors? They did. Mm. They did. Um, you know, they had to get, of course, the consent from the professors. And I, I don't believe they ever filmed for the full duration of a class. Generally, it was just like snippets here and there so they could get us, you know, taking an exam or listening in. Um, mm. And I believe they generally filmed don't quote me on this, but it, it seems like they generally filmed in the larger classrooms and then, you know, like the smaller, more hmm. niche um, classes that we ended up taking. Hmm. 
And do you remember what type of reception the show received by the students on campus or the teachers on campus? Did they seem to have a positive opinion of the show? Did they like it when the camera crew came into the class? Yeah, so you know, I can't definitively say one way or another. Like I think some, it was dependent on the professor. Like in some instances, people would be annoyed, like students would be annoyed if the production crew asked to clear out a certain area because they wanted to interview us, you know, in a certain spot on campus, right? Mm -hmm. I think it, 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 there's a full spectrum of how people felt about it. but I would generally say from like a staff perspective and certainly from like the athletic department's perspective, like it was great marketing for the school, right? It was a great commercial for the school. And I think because they had such different individuals participating, you really got a nice holistic view of, of what it was like to attend Drexel. And then also for those that aren't familiar with Philadelphia, right? You got a view into like Philly and what it's like to attend a school in a city like Philly. Mm. Looking back on your experience in the show, you said that they portrayed you in a way to make you look like the nerdy one who wasn't really socializing (laughs) with the others. Did you like that portrayal of you or do you wish that they had shown a different side? No, you know what? I'm grateful that that was my portrayal of me. And to be fair, Mm. um, I was the nerdiest of the four individuals, right? So that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think now there's, you know, very few times that this has been proactively brought up to me, like unless someone Googled and they saw a clip of the show, like very few people knew that I was a part of a reality show, but if they were to click on it or if I were to have an employer click on it, right? Like I'm very thankful that I was the nerdy one and that was my portrayal. Um, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. I will say, um, you know, the storyline also of my dad and I was one of a, I don't want to quite say broken relationship, but it was definitely a tougher relationship. Like I had an upbringing where my parents were divorced and my dad wasn't as present as my mother, not to say he wasn't present in my life, but not as present as my mother had been. And it was a relationship that needed some work. And quite frankly, you know, it was hard to given Drexel's schedule. Like at that point in my life, I wasn't going back home and living with either of my parents, right? I was living in Philly and completing my co-ops during the summer, if not in Philly and the surrounding areas. And so this really did give us time to work on and prepare a relationship. And I also think gave us each a perspective of how much we did care about one another. And maybe it was just our communication styles that had failed. So, you know, take away like the nerdy side, I do think they did a good job of portraying and to a degree repairing my father and my relationship. Mm. So final question then, it sounds like you and your, your dad enjoyed the experience. If it, if it brought you closer together, right? Would you say that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then, so then would you do it again? If given the opportunity, if you were back at, at school right now and you saw this offer, would you take it again? Yes. 
Yes, I absolutely would. And I would for, again, a multitude of reasons. I think the end result for me ended up being one that was very positive and it gave me the opportunity to meet other individuals, right? I don't think I would have met Leighton and Julie, and I'm blanking on Phil's, um, Phil, um, if it weren't for the show. And I think they're all awesome individuals and we had a lot of fun together. Um, you know, obviously it helped repair the relationship that I had with my dad. It helped showcase, you know, the, not only the educational side of Drexel, but as well as the athletic side. And I think I was very proud maybe out of all of this, you know, to, to showcase the grit that an athlete puts in. And I think now in my, you know, day-to-day job being an athlete has helped me tremendously in my career when it comes to time management and, and just, you know, putting in the hard work, not to say you need to be an athlete to put in hard work, but I think that component of my college career helped me tremendously. And I was able to showcase it. Um, and the only thing I wish that each of the parents would have done is they were given the opportunity to attend Drexel on a scholarship. And to my knowledge, none of them ultimately did. So I still hold a grudge with my dad because I feel like it would have been obviously difficult, but he could have figured out a way to at least, you know, get some additional schooling from Drexel University, which could have helped him down the road. 